Hi, my name is Abraham Jaramillo. Uh, I'm a photographer, illustrator, graphic designer, multimedia artist, uh, podcaster, like this occasion, partner, and I'm here with Luis Antonio Pichardo today. Yeah. Um, you know, for those that have been obviously watching the podcast when we launched it last year, you know, the Distal Arts cast, um, you know, the the voice you might recognize, I was always behind the camera. Obviously, Abraham was in front of the camera along with Jeremy, but, you know, things have changed. Um, so obviously, you know, I'm now on the on this side of the camera and we are officially relaunching our podcast with the new name Art Block. Uh, which is taken from the zine that we've been publishing for eight years. Mm -hmm. uh, can you believe that, man? Eight years. I don't. I like, because uh, I, I, again, I wasn't as involved in um, mm -hmm. our blog as you and Jeremy were. Mm -hmm. I was mainly joining the podcast and seeing yeah. how he was doing interviews, like Jeremy, who is not now not with us, but he was mm -hmm. a really important part of our team. So mm -hmm. it's good to mention him. And so I wasn't as involved, but uh, it's good to know like that's a long time and it's a lot of art and a little, a lot of artists that you guys covered. And my question to you is, uh, what is the path of art block now? Uh, well, very good question. Obviously, you know, we're here doing the, the first episode of the relaunch of the podcast. Um, so art block is now going to be an annual zine so every year once a year we will have an open call for submissions and we will be publishing a zine which is more like a magazine now uh, because we've gotten so many submissions in the past that we yeah. had to actually grow uh, that's that to me is always pretty awesome you know mm -hmm. the fact that we were able to take what originally started off mm -hmm. as a little handmade book now it's like a very polished looking magazine mm -hmm. you know and uh, so, yeah, once a year, that's going to be published. And we're aiming for, uh, I believe right now, it's a June deadline for submission and uh, publication like in July. So, cool. Well, yeah. first, I want to say thanks to all the artists who have submitted previously. And it's been a blessing to, like, for example, from the previous podcast to talk to different artists. And I know we're relaunching probably have new different surprises in the future we're still figuring out what the shape of uh, our block is going to be like mm -hmm. i think it's everything it has to be evolving it has to be moving right like all the artists that we talk to they have different takes on life and they have different ways of expressing themselves so every time we we try to move we try to move forward thinking of what's next right mm -hmm. and so i think one of the the cool questions I want to ask Luis and because I Luis is the one that's right now most aware of, of, of what it's happening with uh, our blog. I'm still getting to know like all the details because we're still working on it. It's uh, what's the new um, subject for uh, our blog? So the new theme and for those that have been submitting to our blog for a long time know uh, we always have a theme and this year we're doing intertextuality. So ultimately what that means, uh, at least the way that I would describe yeah. it is conversations between art and text. It's sort of like the short way of saying, how does the artwork that you create uh, reflect or how is it informed by the things that inspire you? So, you know, speaking for myself, yeah. you know, if I'm 
inspired as a poet by someone someone like Pablo Neruda. Yeah. You know, obviously my poetry, when you read it, you're going to be able to pick up on yeah. some of those influences. And, yeah. you know, that's that's at least the theme for, for this issue, for Volume 8. Yeah. Um, and for anybody watching this now, you know, go ahead and check out our website, mm-hmm. uh, distillarts.org slash artblockzine, and you'll be able to pick up all of the, uh, the information that you need. That's, yeah, that's, I think, um, not even just artists, but everybody in general has either watch a movie, um, listen to a song, or going to the museum and seeing a painting, and you can see the reaction of, oh, wow, this moved me a certain way, right? Or oh, I ambition this the other way, right? And then we create, we do things differently because of the movie. Mm-hmm. Let's say we watch a romantic movie and say like, oh, well, right? And, yeah. and then you yeah. start talking to your girlfriend and it turns out, you know, it turns to yeah. something, right? Yeah. It's, I think it's the benefit of art. It, it talks to you and it tells you things that you might take certain way. It, it's never the way sometimes the, the artists intend but it's definitely touching you because you read it to a certain degree and you react and you create and you behave or you interpret or you think differently because of that piece. And I that's the reason of Amaris, you know. It always goes back to what is my mission and how people's gonna take it and how is it gonna move on, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I think that that's part of the reason why I really like having things related to a theme because, mm-hmm. you know, themes help people kind of explore maybe ideas or, mm-hmm. or topics that they never would have explored on their own. But when you get to see how it informs their mm-hmm. their writing or their artwork, you know, they might be challenging themselves in a way that's maybe different from what they're used to, you know, that, that pushes them to become better. And to ultimately develop skills, right? Which is one of the parts of, of the the organization's um, tagline. You know, our name DSTL Arts stands for Develop Skills and Transcend Limits. So, for me, that's always been one of the important reasons why <laughs> themes are are valuable. Yeah, definitely. Like uh, I, when either we, we create scenes or classes, I really enjoy having a theme because it creates thing to to convey or to attach all the pieces together and to create something that has something to relate with like something that brings every piece into a, a meaningful i guess cohesive way of mm-hmm. of a booklet or a scene or a magazine depending mm-hmm. on the size right but it's always that like it, it helps us uh no reach to a common goal because each one, each individual has its own view or thinking, but it has some way of bringing it back, you know, like mm-hmm. this is going to a certain direction, even though everybody is taking different paths, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thinking of that, like, and again, it goes back to like, what's an artist that you think uh, or that influences you or that you remember mm-hmm. either lately or back, I guess we have different ones, like. I don't know. I can name a lot of it, but it's every every now and then we have a little story of like, mm-hmm. oh, I, I did this because of that. I mm-hmm. saw or I heard, mm-hmm. or uh, it's depending on the piece, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you mean like for me or yeah, for you, for you. Yeah, for you, for you. I'll I'll talk about mine later. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I I mean it. 
like I mentioned before, you know, obviously Pablo Neruda mm -hmm. or people that have yeah. read and seen my artwork, um, my poetry specifically. Pablo Neruda is definitely one of the people that, that always has inspired me, you know, the way that he uses words to create imagery, you know, like mm. he, to me, has always painted pictures in my mind. Every time that I read his poetry, I can visualize it, mm. which is one of those things that for me has always been really important in writing, in, in poetry, in music even, because um, I've always been more attracted to music that, that kind of does that, that that really paints a picture for me, you know. Um, even if you were to look at my last book mm. and read my, my last book. Which is? Uh, Love Notes. Love Notes. That, that particular book, you can, uh, in some moments, see where I was influenced by someone like Gustavo Cerati. Oh. You know, and Soda Stereo. And um, if you look at even some of the work that, because that book has like 15 years worth of poetry. Uh, so 15 it's no one not two not three yeah. 15 years of yeah. like again I mean just if just just saying <laughs> put in your notes check the book just saying because I mean it's an yeah, artist yeah. here who has a lot of experience in terms of yeah. seeing other artists and reading other artists as well as he creating his own artwork uh, so again I always try to like Yeah. plug people and yeah. I mean you're here like and you're really important part of the community and I feel like sometimes people have to uh, think about outside the box you know yeah. like forget about like Bad Bunny or whatever yeah, and, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah. go for the artists that are key members of your community because that's what makes your community bigger so check his book out in <laughs> 15 years a lot yeah. dude it's like yeah. I don't know But yeah, you know, and I, I've been writing since I was, uh, let's see, I first started writing when I was 14 years old, so that's a long ass time. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah I mean, just making me feel old, but. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but you know what, so when I started writing, um, if and I still have some of those works, uh, not from when I was 14, because when I was mm. 14 years old, my mom found my book, my writing book, uh, and uh, she got pretty upset, so I threw it away. Uh, but I, I mean, that's the thing, like a poet is going to poet, yeah. right? So I started writing again when I was like 16 years old, you know, just a mm. couple of years later, I, I could not hold it in anymore. Exactly. And so I kept on writing. And when you, for anybody that ever does mm. have the opportunity to read the work from, from that time period, yeah. uh, you know, you'll see that I was very much influenced by hip hop and by rap music um specifically people like common um mm -hmm. who's an underground or at least used to be an underground rapper you know now he's become an actor and, and you know he's doing a lot more things that are very visible but back then he wasn't very well known and he had a per very particular style mm -hmm. that was more poetic more about poetry the poetry of music versus you know just your standard rapping right And Ponces, for me, that was that was uh, uh, one of my early influences. And when you look at my my writing from then, you will definitely see that. And you'll have moments of that in Love Notes work. Love you know, Notes. Yeah. There you go again, guys. Yeah. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, there's there's definitely that, right? Like I can say in my writing, in my artwork, that you will find those influences, you know? And... 
well, that was actually one of the things that I wanted to ask you too, you know, <laughs> as part of the podcast is, you know, for, for you, what is, what is, you know, maybe the most recent thing that you created where you're able to look back and say, oh yeah, I see the influence of tal in you know, yeah. that piece. Well, it's, it's, it's fascinating because it's how my brain works. It's always, even in now that I exploring, I think for the people who are in the class of uh, art development skills, that yeah. like we're talking about like professional things and different ways of reaching the public and apps and all that. That's why you just got into Vero and you just it, I, somebody asked me, "Oh, thanks for your work. It's really interesting." And I said, "Like, yeah, my mind's always thinking about the small things, and the big things. I'm always." You know, thinking about things and how mm -hmm. they work and why they work mm -hmm. and how they impact us and how they're going to impact throughout the time, right? It's just, my mind works in mysterious ways, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, for example, I think the last project that I can say um, for sure, it's, um, I, <laughs> I have a friend who always talking about projects and science and life and, mm. and we always talking about like how we are influenced by different things and so many things like mm -hmm. politics, science, environment, art, and like all these things that we get interested in. And well, the last project, it was the calendar for 2003. I always make calendars. Look, I think it's the fourth time that I have made calendars. Mm -hmm. This year I focused on the trees of oak and basically more, more uh, intriguing or more focused on, um, acorns mm. which have a different weird shape and mm. and the reason i got into this project was i i was doing another again another project yeah. <laughs> called backyard poetry which i was inviting people to come into my backyard and perform art regardless if it's poetry music or different things mm -hmm. and so one of the persons who came told me oh thank you for inviting me or son and And then she started talking about like, oh, we're going to have these reclaiming homes from East LA, some project that has to do with gentrification and also mm -hmm. the freeway taking over some houses. And oh, I don't okay. know exactly the whole details. So she told me, oh, we're going to replant like some of the gardens mm -hmm. of a house that they reclaim, right? Mm -hmm. So I went and a couple of friends that her, uh, she has, and she mentioned that You know, the acorns have this cool story. I don't know about the... Because later on, I checked more of the story, right? Like, mm -hmm. the Valerio of it. Um, it's a Native American, but I think it's more new. It's not an ancient tale. But they were saying that there was the uh, the god, basically the creator, told them, like, uh, these acorns to prepare themselves some hats, mm -hmm. right? And every acorn started making their own... weaving their own hats, mm -hmm. right? And... Everyone came with cool different hats, and I I don't remember the name of the acorn. Just I don't want to say it in a record, but uh, basically the acorn didn't know how much or how good his hat was, so it wasn't really confident. And so the point was, so they will meet the humans, right? Like and sell like this is ours, like uh, mm -hmm. this is my hat. And so the it was a little insecure, and so the creator told them, oh well, yeah, the other acorns have beautiful hats, but let's say um. No, maybe you don't feel too good about your hat, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm gonna give you a gift. You know, I'm gonna make you the most delicious of all the acorns. And so the Indians, I think, is the Shumash, who 
became infatuated by this acorn. So that's they they really like this acorn because of that. Mm -hmm. And so I got really intrigued. Like I didn't I never knew that the acorns had different hats and yeah. different varieties of them. And so I started researching and creating a basically a calendar of twelve months of uh -huh. different acorns. The first one, the first month, January is different. And I just wanted to make sure people knew what the acorns yeah. uh, parts were, right? Like the hats and the body and the leaves. That's a little different uh, things that you have to look for in order for you to see what the acorn is, right? Mm -hmm. And so I created that. And again, it goes back to meeting somebody yeah. and from that, what you take and how you create. And I always look into like, okay, this sounds like a really interesting. So I think art that comes from a, a place where you are really intrigued or fascinated or, or, or you yourself as an artist are interested regardless because you find it, you know, colorful or you find it funny or you find it uh, really, you know, full of facts. Mm -hmm. That's what gets you into creating something and seeing where you're going to take it. And that's what I took yeah. that. I created a calendar about acorns. Just because of a conversation that I had. Yeah. Oh. So, I, I mean, I, I'm familiar with your art, mm. obviously. You know, there, there's a reason why you were, <laughs> you were hired to work with Disco Arts. But, like, do you feel like when you go out, um, and I know that photography mm. is the thing that you do probably mm. the most, but when you go out, do you have in your mind the work of other artists that you would want to emulate? You know, people mm -hmm. that you look up to that maybe you want to steal a technique or mm -hmm. you want to maybe do a technique, but, you know, maybe add on to it, put your own flavor to mm -hmm. it. Well, uh, this is the thing that I don't know if it is distinguishing me from other artists mm -hmm. or I'm just a weird person, but... Uh, I think you know that, like, I get really tired or bored of things, so I always go into the next thing. Yeah. And not in a, like, oh, I got bored. It's more like if I get interested into a different thing, like the story of the acorns, right? Now it's mm -hmm. like, what's next? I'm always for the next, what's next? I think that's what makes life interesting is knowing there's something there, something, some mystery to discover or something to, mm -hmm. to reveal, right? Yeah. And so, um, like that conversation or one of the photographers that I like is like, you know, the guy who went to the Yosemite and created one of the, I think it was one of the members of the, um, what's the name of this, put it later, uh, I don't know, the, Ansel Adams? Ansel Adams, there you go. But he was a member of the, what's the, the Canyon Club, or I forgot the name yeah, of it. Something like that, yeah. Ah, damn it. Uh, the Rocky Mountains Club. I forgot the name of it. I'm bad with names. But yeah, guys, my, my, you know, like, people who are like, <laughs> but I, Surprise, again, that's, even know my yeah, yeah, like, it takes, it took me a while, it took me a while, but, um, <laughs> He's one of the reasons I really like enjoy photography. It's like um yeah. and into the nature, right? Because again, it's either nature I like street photography, yeah. at least also I know that he likes yeah. street photography. And it I like fashion, it's just it's a it's a complicated love and hate yeah. situation with fashion, but it has its good things and his bad things, right? Mm -hmm. And that's another story. Yeah. Or science. Like last time I went to with my friend and we went to the beach. And we're looking to rocks. She's a geologist, and mm -hmm. we, I started taking photos of. Um, we found a skull well, like a, from a well 
we had this really? hole and mm -hmm. you can see it on the rock uh -huh. and it, it, it's just fascinating and i posted on, on again better is the new yeah. app that i'm yeah, trying yeah, yeah. And not promoting, but if we get cash from Barrow, I'm um, just saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I posted a lot. Of, I got a good reactions of people or in Instagram because yeah. I think it's really interesting to see it, things that you might just walk by, mm -hmm. especially mm -hmm. we walk uh, in a low tide. I mean, that's the whole point. Like yeah. Some of the things get revealed in yeah. low tide because the waves cover most of it, most of the time. But we found those ones and she's explaining, oh, okay, this is what. And again, I, I have done some geology or archaeology before, um, mm -hmm. paleontology. And, but I, it's, I've been called, so I, it took me a while. Oh, okay. And then yeah. after she explained a couple of things, okay, I start seeing and we found different ones. Mm -hmm. Not just that one. We mm -hmm. found neck vertebrae from oh, whales wow. that live like millions of years back. So oh. it's really interesting to see those things. Yeah. And again, that's the that's the way i approach art like what's the thing that's capturing my attention let me show you that because i think that's that's what makes uh, art interesting is giving access mm. to people things that they might not find yeah. access with like and even we talk to a couple of photographers or biographers or mm -hmm. uh, poets who explain things that other people are not able to see or match themselves mm -hmm. and then they see them and like oh Mm -hmm. This explains what I was thinking, mm -hmm. or I didn't know that, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I, I get really fascinated about into art right now, like how I'm going to explain something that people might not know of or might not see it the same way I yeah. do, right? And that's really interesting way of seeing life, I think. You know, it's funny that you bring up that, that I'm into street mm -hmm. photography because um, I was going to say, you know, one of the, the photographers that I really like a lot and that definitely inspires me mm. is, um, you might know him, Sebastião Salgao. Ooh. Yeah. And, you know, Sebastião Salgao obviously takes inspiration from people like Ansel Adams because mm. he's all about the, like, landscape photography mm. and aerial photography. I love his aerial photography. Um, but the thing about someone like Sebastião Salgao and the way that it informs my photography practice mm -hmm. is that I'm all about like the pattern, you know, and contrasts. Mm -hmm. So when I'm out walking and, you know, taking photos, mm -hmm. it's, it's usually that what I'm looking for, you know, I'm looking for patterns. I'm looking for contrasts. I like to shoot black and white and, you know, that's its own thing. But, yeah. uh, but for street photography, if you take some of those concepts, yeah of the contrast yeah. and 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 that kind of thing you know you get some really interesting results yes do you ever feel like you do that with other photography that that, that inspires you well uh, again i have human approaches so every time like you were saying yeah. i got influenced by his yeah. work or I, her work yeah. or they work or you know depending yeah. on who or what team or what person uh put it on text or put it on print or put it in a canvas or mm -hmm. or in song it's it's always yeah you get influence uh and i think people who might not know the what the way um creativity works in in in, in creating and and the mechanism of at hand right mm -hmm. they don't sometimes they feel like oh you just follow his steps or mm -hmm. you just copy him like mm -hmm. no it's and everybody even the, the people you might think of the, yeah. the main creators they follow somebody else and we have this legacy 
of you created this. I'll take some of that and create my own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and yeah. And sometimes I think, like, I'm gonna shoot this way. Mm-hmm. And again, I think that it's easier to see sometimes art uh, visually if you're a visual person mm-hmm. and photography because photography has this way of seeing the world definitely to a lens. And okay. the lens is, is, is the key, right? It's like mm-hmm. how you're gonna shoot it, what you're looking for, how you're gonna basically clean the image into what you think. You know, and what you're looking for, like for example, if you're looking for black and white, there's some great photographers who create these. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have too much uh, Fifty Shades of Grey yeah. without making yeah. that into a <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. into a pun, but it it is uh, basically this a lot of different lights in between, and it's just black and white, and you see mm-hmm. this contrast that's really powerful, and people like to create that, and mm-hmm. even that you see like just walking by in the streets, you see a lot. of tones and colors mm-hmm. but if you went went looking for that contrast you will mm-hmm. shoot for that and mm-hmm. knowing previously i'm aiming for that mm-hmm. and so it again is is the eye of the beholder right. which is the artist in this yeah. case which i always think like everybody's an artist just just for you to say okay i'm gonna show you what i created instead yeah. of just keeping it to yourself i think that's that's the main key for it mm-hmm. Okay, with that in mind, I, I just wanted to ask you, um, we have been to different art scenes or mm-hmm. book shows, and I know you have this technique that you really, um, I don't know, home into or that you're really proficient at and, and that I really enjoy because, I mean, it goes back to, like, when you start a poetry, you think about like I'm never gonna finish a poem in three days. Like mm-hmm. it just that kind of mm-hmm. sense of this is a big of a task, right? But again, it goes back to how much have you tried, how much experience you have, mm-hmm. and I know you have this system into which you ask a couple of questions into the people who is gonna buy this custom made poem, and like I wanted to know like. How how do you came out with this system mm-hmm. of asking people questions and turning out with a poem that's yeah. really, really into like, um, what's the name of it? Um, custom made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so I think it was the very first Zine Fest that we actually participated in. And one of the very first zine fests was the LA Zine Fest in 2014, I want to say. So it's been a long time that I've been doing that technique in particular. And when I started doing it, the reason for doing it was to get people interested in coming to our table. You know, so it started off as kind of like a gimmick, you know, to get people excited about just coming and checking out our zines. But before we, before we get continue with the like the whys and hows, like mm-hmm. I just want to know, like he has this old uh, typewriter mm-hmm. that he has on the booth, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. people really, really, I yeah. mean, just it's, by it's yeah, yeah, it's it's a beautiful uh, typewriter, you yeah. know, like yeah. it calls you, like it's like mm-hmm. oh, let me see, like this, it's more like, almost like an antique shop, right? You know, like let's yeah. and yeah. the sounds of it, like mm-hmm. you can hear the clicking and clacking, oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and all that. It's it's an experience, just saying, just to put yeah. you in into the environment of it. Yeah. So, but it's, and that's partly true. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's kind of like 
Like, instead of having somebody standing outside uh, just in front of the table yeah. and saying, hey, come check out our work, come check out yeah. our work, you know, you have the sound of the typewriter. Yes. And that sound does, for a lot of people, bring, you know, back memories. Yes. It, it makes them nostalgic for something maybe they never experienced themselves, you know. But to get back to the question of, like, what what made that technique possible was basically my approach to poetry especially for the personalized poems was to really get people to tell me just enough about themselves for me <clears throat> to write a poem that is really i want to say about them but not always about them just about being human like them and so the there's always going to be three questions that i ask and this is even for people that buy it off of the website. Um, there's, there's, you know, not often that, that I get it, but every now and then on the Distal Arts website, people can actually buy a personalized poem for $5. The price will go up eventually <laughs> uh, because of inflation. But, you know, for $5, people get five, uh, sorry, three questions. And the three questions are usually going to be something related to like a who question, you know? A when question and a where question. So it's like location, time, and people. And those three things are usually enough for me to kind of find something that those people that buy it, you know, can, can relate with. And eventually, you know, after like about 15 minutes using their answers, I will write a poem the poem sometimes is directly about them. Sometimes it's about a person that they want the poem to be dedicated to. But in the end, what I find usually happens is people will read the poem and really enjoy it because it has something that is unique to them. But what I really found fascinating and probably gratifying the most was later when I started actually collecting the poems into a book. And I collected the poems into the People's Poetry Volume 1. And that's only that's only like two years mm -hmm. worth. I think it was 2013 to 2015 when I first started doing it. And that little collection, one of the best compliments I ever received was at a zine fest. It was actually at the East LA comic book um, festival that they had, mm. the East LA Cape. And this girl came up to the table, and it was her very first book of poetry that she had ever bought. And the reason why she bought it was because even though all of the poems were about other people or for other people, every time that she would turn a page, she would have this reaction where she kept saying, oh, my God, this speaks to me. Oh, my God, this is about me. Oh, my God, this is about my sister. Oh, my God, this is about, you know, my all of her relationships, yeah. whether with herself or with people in her family. And to me, that was when I really realized that art and poetry specifically, you know, can really have an impact on an individual uh, when it's specific, but universal at the same time. There's universality in being specific. And that to me was, was amazing. And again, it just, I find amazing how, um, you know, it's 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 just this um, way of I think artists have this way of making it sometimes about themselves too much, mm -hmm. and nothing wrong with it. I mean, 
it's good to think about uh, your feelings, your thoughts. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you have to step out and think what other people is feeling, mm-hmm. thinking, and living, you know? And I think that's when you start stepping outside of this box of yourself when you connect. And I think that's the whole point of art, it's connections. Mm-hmm. It's how do you step out of yourself and become the others. Mm-hmm. And this is what brings us into this, I don't know, connectivity mm-hmm. like the internet never did, right? Yeah, yeah the, the great promise of the, <laughs> the internet. The great promise of the internet. Or the great promise never, of social media. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and it becomes something other than yourself. And you start mm-hmm. thinking, I'm going to write about her, mm-hmm. them, they, and him, her. Mm-hmm. It just becomes something other than yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, when you start really clicking, you know, it, it, and again, it goes back to this moment of, I feel this, but I want to see what you're thinking, mm-hmm. see what you're feeling, where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. And you seeing again, I think this is the, the, the power of the artist, right? Having a sense of taking things in, absorbing them in. Mm-hmm. And to bring him out into mm-hmm. something that's just beautiful and horrible, it just it just both ways. It uh-huh. just you uh-huh. never. I, I always tell people don't don't get too caught up into like this feels too dark, too happy. Like no, like mm-hmm. bring it the way it is, mm-hmm. and and you are this cycle of things that that come on into a, a beast that people never thought it would look or feel. Mm-hmm. But they still connect, and, mm-hmm. and and I think your questions bring that out into people, and and because it's not just like the questions they answer now. It's like you take those and put them into your machine, right? Like mm-hmm. the, the Louis machine, yeah, yeah. and taking them into like this fucking raw thing mm-hmm. that's gonna tell you mm-hmm. something you didn't know, yeah. or something you feel like, oh wow, I felt that, but I never had the words to put it into perspective yeah. or to into that kind of situation that's it just that's the reason we're we're here right like we, we like those yeah. those those ways into like art evolves into like becomes something mm-hmm. nobody expects yeah totally and i think that you know it, it, i like how you phrased it right it goes through the luis machine yeah um meaning like at least the way that i interpret that is you know, it goes through like a filtering process mm-hmm. of my point of view, my interpretation of other people's work and my mm-hmm. my interpretation of, you know, their personality, maybe even, you know, and I'm, I'm curious and we, we've talked about this a little bit before, but, you know, for, for you and your own artwork, you know, when is it that 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 happens for you? When is it that you start to approach mm-hmm. things through the Abraham machine? Mm-hmm. By taking in other people's work or other people's experiences, so that you can transmit that mm-hmm. through your artwork. Oh, interesting. It's yeah. And again, I put the, I put it out there, but yeah. I never like thought about it that way until yeah. like you put it up. And uh, man, like I have a couple of friends. Like I mean, we have different friends of like how mm-hmm. we talk differently, and some friends that we sometimes throw more deep. And yeah. more meaningful things into the the conversations, right? 
and it's just always like um uh, how do i um ask something into the world right like mm -hmm. or or even absorb right like you see things mm -hmm. and and I, i always have that eye to like let me see it or let me feel it or let me hear it mm -hmm. And I have again the, the I think it's the artist thing of like we 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 absorb things mm -hmm. and then we we have I don't know a mysterious thing it's just like a magical thing because uh -huh. again I am in science but these are things that are too complex to put into an equation mm -hmm. and we have a way of putting our experiences like we have different backgrounds right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we have different experiences. And then we also have different way of thinking. So we put it into, again, the machine, mm -hmm. which is ourselves, yeah. which it, it, it just blows my mind, right? <laughs> and then we put it out there. Yeah. So again, it's it just me, like somebody tells me, oh, I have this problem with my my dad, right? Like mm -hmm. he was a hum uh, womanizer, let's say that, right? Yeah, yeah. And, He he bring this and that, but then my brain goes into oh yeah he was that, but still people like him you know like how is this connection? It just be serious, but it's still it's me telling you like you might see it this way, mm -hmm. which is fair again. I never had that kind of of downgrading or. Or thinking my thoughts are bigger than or so on. It's just me saying, yeah, you see it mm -hmm. this way. Pause it. You know, mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. it's fair. It's just it's perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. Now let me tell you what I see, which again is my machine, right? Mm -hmm. like everybody has their own mm -hmm. little machines, and and they're rusted, and and, and maybe somewhere newer electric, you know, right, yeah. <laughs> solar power machines. <laughs> But we have different ways of seeing the world. Uh -huh. And all are fucking fascinating, which is the reason, I mean, that's the reason DSLR exists. We want to mm -hmm. see what everybody has in oh, their yeah. mind, right? Totally. How they process things. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's like, what brings mm -hmm. so many people into your your uh, womanizer parent, right? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. he must have been a good person in, in terms of caring, in terms of bringing so many people in. Or maybe he was so good at being bad mm -hmm. that bring them in, but it's just me thinking. Mm -hmm. Okay, you just that's your thought. Now let me tell you mine. Mm -hmm. And I think we have to respect <laughs> their thoughts. Meaning, mm -hmm. everybody has either. Sometimes, I think they are really don't see a lot of things because again, everybody has different perspectives. Yeah, but we also have different filters. And so it's good to to have those conversations into my filter tells me this. Mm -hmm. Let me show you this. But it's still not I don't want to tell you yours is wrong. It's just mm -hmm. different. Mm -hmm. And I think once we have those conversations, and I think that's the reason our blog is gonna be really interesting is seeing or artists mm -hmm. telling us their filters, their mm -hmm. their mm -hmm. machines, right? Yeah. Like how they're clicking, how they're turning, right? All the gears that yeah. are moving. And how they're gonna speed out some type of art, yeah. and again we go back to art because I think art is an expression of our thinking, our feelings, mm -hmm. and how we use this machine that we are. Yeah, and we tell you what we see. Mm -hmm. And believe me, I have speaking to many people like drunk, sober, 
and so on. Mm -hmm. It's just fascinating to see how people think. You sometimes think everyone has the same concept of mm -hmm. reality, but we are mm -hmm. just little machines working separately, yeah. having different reactions to the world. And this is where art becomes this, I don't know, like museum of weirdness that we, I don't know, it's fascinating. It's like, yeah. it's the best Netflix show if you think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like I like how you're you're <laughs> phrasing that, which it really does bring it back to yeah. our theme, um, this year's theme for Art Blog Zine, which is intertextuality, yeah. and in a lot of ways, it's like what you were saying. You know, it, it's the way that you filter things through your own mm -hmm. machine. You know, it's about those conversations that you have as an artist with other artists and the work that inspires you. So. Uh, I think that's a good spot for yeah. us to to just, you know, put in that little plug for anybody listening or watching mm -hmm. that's interested in submitting to the next issue of Art Blog Zine. Just visit our website at dstlarts.org slash artblogzine. You can get all of the details of, you know, the, the submission guidelines plus our, uh, we'll say, interpretation <laughs> of intertextuality and, you know, the conversation between art and text, which is this year's theme. And uh, you'll also have some other, you know, opportunities there on our website to get to know more about us, get to uh, maybe even participate in yes. some of our other programs, which we have several <laughs> that are actually right now either starting or are seeking more uh, submissions on other themes, including Uh, you know, the cost of living, the social contracts. Well, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, that one's going to be a, a really interesting series uh, that's called Decent Living right now. And then, of course, our Conchessi Cafe, which is a uh, three times a year, a triennial zine and workshop series. And, yeah, we're probably uh, running out of time. So we'll, we'll probably go ahead and, and uh, you know, wrap it up, right? Yeah. yeah, I think the last thing is uh, be ready, uh, bring your art, and don't be afraid of it. Mm -hmm. And you, I, I really want to see you, like, that's the whole point of the podcast. We want to talk to more artists and see their, their their perspective and their stories. And that is going to reach other artists, most like, likely, right? That's the whole point of, yeah. you know, this, this, uh, this live or, uh, I don't know, apps that we have. Yeah. nowadays and that's our goal like, mm -hmm. to meet more people and see their perspectives and they will have other people who might be interested inspired and that's mm -hmm. the whole thing so hopefully yeah. we'll see you in the next one and mm -hmm. reach out and email us or contact us yeah. and we have a lot of programs and I guess this is this is where, where art meets, right? You know, like mm -hmm. artists, uh, we <laughs> we want to see you here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We want to see you here. Yeah. Uh, so again, you know, dstlarts.org. That's our website, Distill Arts. You can follow us on pretty much all the major social media: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at dstlarts. And of course, you know, you're welcome to like and subscribe to either the podcast using Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and also YouTube, where mm -hmm. those of you watching the video version of the podcast mm -hmm. are welcome to comment. And we'll try to get back to you through there as well. 
So thanks again, y'all. Uh, we definitely want y'all to to submit your artwork, send us work, and we look forward to sharing the work of other artists along with us in our own mm -hmm. conversations. Awesome. Okay. So peace out. Peace out.